0: Which second-year starting pitcher should you be targeting your fantasy baseball drafts? We've got all that and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Hello fantasy baseball fanatics and welcome to the locked on fantasy baseball podcast brought to you by the locked on sports network your team every day as always we're, number one, we're your number one podcast we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day i'm your host dominic martino you can find me on twitter at Martino fb here as always with my brother my co-host matthew onay you can find him on twitter at matthew underscore Ane. if you're listening on a platform platform like apple or spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews we would truly truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell below Uh, It subscribes to the channel and also gives you notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, guys, please join us on the subtext platform. On the subtext platform, you'll have direct access to myself and Matt for all of your fantasy baseball questions with keepers, dynasty, all that stuff. This time of year, we have our tier based rankings and much, much more. But uh, guys, real quick, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. And as I teased at the top, guys, we're talking about year two starting pitchers and which ones you're going to need on your fantasy baseball teams this season. Uh, Matt, my brother, take it away from here, please, sir.
1: All right, all right. I love this kind of episode for starters because, you know what, it's fun talking about year two pitchers and what their potential possibly can be. So, Let's start off with one of the biggest names that, you know, everybody, we were even saying to draft everywhere, um, Mr. Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, We all, you know, knew what the talent was, you know, coming into the bigs last year and what his minor league track record looked like. And you know what? To be honest, the start of the season really wasn't that hot. Uh, And, you know, honestly thought he was a bust at some point. But then once the second half kind of kicked in, he kind of really tore it up. So I'm gonna read off both his first half and his second half numbers because it's a significant difference. The first half was 45 innings pitched. He had 56 strikeouts, which was the only highlight that you could even say was good of the first half with a 735 ERA. Uh through do about 10 starts with a whip of 174. That's ugly and atrocious. But in the second half, he figured it out. He turned around through 76 innings. He had 73 strikeouts, a 258 ERA. With a 109 whip, significant improvements. Quite honestly, like you look at August and September, they were ridiculous. They were sub three ERAs, and in July it was a, it was right above three, a three eighteen. He really, really brought it home. I really am. I have my 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 highest expectations for Grayson Rodriguez. He took a full step forward and did something that not a lot of people can do. Usually, what happens is players come into the league, they are. You know, not seen before, and they're not successful. I mean, they're successful, and then the league adjusts, and then they can't figure it out. Grayson Rodriguez did the exact opposite. He came in, was not looking good, made the adjustments, and showed that, hey, he's a mature pitcher, and then dominated the league like he should, like he did in the minors. So this tells me for year two, Grayson Rodriguez is going to take a step forward even further and be the elite arm I think he's going to be. Currently, I have Grayson Rodriguez – as my 19th overall starting pitcher at the position. Me too, I think, sir. Me too. I think that's a fair spot. And quite honestly, I I might be moving him up as more and more as I look into him. And the more I get excited about him, I just gotta gauge my, you know, hype and just keep sticking to the numbers. But I think he might be moving up to like my 17th or 18th pitcher as well. Cause Grayson Rodriguez really got me, you know, hot and heavy over here.
0: Uh, Matt, I can tell that was, that was a, a, a very nice little rant about him. We're on the same page, though. We actually have him ranked at the same exact spot. Uh, by the way, if you're new here, Matt and I's rankings, when we talked about them, um, when we talk about them, they are based on five-by-five five head-to-head category leagues. That is Matt and I's specialty. Um, by the way, if you want um access to those, once again, join us on subtext. But Matt, well agreed. Grace Rodriguez has great stuff. Big fastball, you know, um, changeup, which is, you know, pitch that he throws the second most is pretty good as well. Uh, you you hit the nail on the head. That's really all I have to add. I'm I'm drafting him everywhere I can get. You know, get him as my number two starting pitcher. I think that's awesome. Uh, so let's just keep things pushing here. Let's move on to our next guy. Let's talk about Yuri Perez. Uh, I love Yuri Perez, uh, another big baseball guy like, um, you know Grayson, but he's even bigger than Grayson. Uh, right now, Yuri Perez, a uh, giant of a man. He he is six foot seven, but he's a a, a skinny boy. Uh, he's actually six foot eight, two twenty. Has great stuff as well. Uh, th- big fastball, ninety eight miles an hour. Big slider. Th- uh, mixes in a curve and a changeup every once in a while. I have Yuri Perez actually at my number 21 starting pitcher right now. I think him and Grayson kind of go hand in hand. They both pitch in uh, great parks. Grayson's on a little bit better of a team, but Miami was a pretty strong team last year as well. I, I think you could take either of them as your number two starting pitcher. Uh, if I, I honestly, I-, I have Grayson a smidge higher, but I'm not mad at you if you're, if you're a Yuri Perez guy because they're, they're both great, great, talented young pitchers, and I want uh, pieces of them almost everywhere I can get it this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, the thing is like when it comes to Yuri Grayson battle, it's really tough. Like, you know, Grayson was just a higher, you know, graded prospect coming into the year. And that's pretty much where, you know, I'll chalk it up to the uh, real fantasy baseball experts and I'll rank Grayson over how I do in my rankings as well. But it's not far off uh, between, I think, but as well, because I have uh, Yuri at literally one spot behind him at 20. Yeah. Uh, Now the thing about Yuri is he came in like a house on Fire, had one bad month And then course corrected Like Yuri Perez not only started Off hot and then The league adjusted and then he adjusted back Shows me that this dude could also Be somebody that, that can Really take a step forward The talent that was influxed into the league last year From pitching is kind of Bananas like a lot of these second year players I have a lot of high hopes for and It's really exciting time in fantasy baseball and in baseball in general, because last year it was bats this year, uh, the year 2022, it was bats 23. It was arms. I can't wait to see what 24 brings, but yeah. Yuri Perez must draft. I pretty much won't be moving him up, but we'll see. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller is, is an exciting player. We've talked about him a few times, like Bobby Miller, um, is somebody that is like pretty much like the league's favorite player. Uh, not not the league, the fantasy community's favorite player, and I understand why. I mean, he had a really nice impressive start to the start to his career with 124 innings pitched, he had 119 strikeouts, he had a 3.76 ERA with a 1102 WHIP. You know, and you know, it, it's pretty exciting especially since the fact that he's on the Dodgers. The thing is his minor league career is the one thing that kind of throws me for a loop. You know, you look at his minor league numbers and he really never was like a low ERA dude where he's had a 5-6-5 five, five ERA, a 4 two, 5 ERA in 23 and 22. And it kind of like makes me wonder, is this for real? He's a little bit more on the risky end of terms of top end pitchers for as ter- uh, um in terms of, you know, second year players. But, you know, at the same time, he did do a good job in the bigs and his second half Again, was much better than his first, with a three 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 six ERA versus a four five in the first half, and through more innings too. Also, too, his August was fantastic, but then in September, you know, as he was getting to his peaks of his innings pitched, he started to die off again and finish off that month with a five seven. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong stat there. A uh, ooh, I was way off on that. Actually, it was a lot better. I apologize. Wrong page on there. Uh, anyway, Bobby Miller just straight up just I think is a little bit more riskier just based off of his minor league track record versus the other two. Uh, ultimately, Bobby Miller is a great pick. It's not like I have him buried in my, my rankings either. Currently, as today, I have Bobby Miller obviously much lower, about seven spots lower than I do Yuri Perez at 27. Um, there's talks of him as your pitcher two. I would not feel comfortable walking away with as my pitcher too. Um, just based off of you know his minor league track record versus the other two that are kind of just building off that and growing, whereas this is the first time we're really seeing him do his thing and being successful in terms of the RA category. But before I hand it off to Dom and we move on, we do have a sponsor for you. The NFL regular season is wrapping up and there's still time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins or lose. The app is super easy to use with many different ways to bet like live same game parlay, or if you're having trouble finding bet, go to find a bet in the new explore tab and make a parlay in the parlay hub. The best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit, FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, guys. And also, guys, Locked On has launched its first ever national 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here 24 7, covering top stories of today with local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24 7 streaming channel. Also, guys, we want to introduce you to our locked-on fantasy baseball podcasts, Diamond Club on Subtext. We talked about it on the top of the show as the ultimate fantasy baseball companion. Dive into this offseason with Dominize Domini as we provide our tiered base rankings with over 100 outfielders and starting pitchers ranked, prospect insights, sleeper breakouts and busts, personalized draft grades. And if you have burning questions, we've got the answers. As the season unfolds, rely on us, uh, rely on our dynamic content. And get real-time alerts right to your phone, including waiver wire rankings, instant call-ups, injury actions, and a whole lot more. Stay ahead of your fantasy fantasy league by joining the Die Club on Subtext, where your path to victory begins. Subscribe now and elevate your fantasy baseball experience.
0: Whew. Wow. Okay, that's Dumb. a lot. That is a lot.
1: <laughs> now they only stumbled a little bit. Um. You yeah, actually, um,
0: actually did great, brother. You actually did a very good job.
1: Well, thank you, sir. Um, Please talk.
0: <laughs> yes. So I'll, I'll hop in with my, uh, my my Bobby Miller take here that, you know, since Matt finally has decided to let me talk here. Uh, we're actually, Matt and I usually are pretty much on the same page about everybody. This is one guy we're kind of, you know, differing on. I honestly think out of all of three guys we talked about, Grayson, Yuri and Bobby Miller, Bobby Miller, I think has the highest upside just because he has the best stuff. He has four pitches that are elite pitches. His fastball, his sinker his curveball. His slider uh, are all elite pitches. So I, I think with that arsenal, If he can learn how to tame it, you almost have like, you know, a a Shane McClanahan, Blake Snell situation where if that control really, you know, comes into play as he gets a little bit older, you know, Bobby Miller only going to be 25 next year. I think he could be the best of the bunch. I would be moving him up above Grayson and Yuri Perez. But the thing is, the Dodgers are going with a six man rotation. If uh, you haven't heard that yet, uh, I think they're kind of prepping for Shohei next year because you know, if Shohei decides to, you know, they let him pitch next year, they're going to have to go six man because he needs that extra day of rest. So I have Bobby Miller actually literally one spot behind Yuri at twenty two. I think between the three of them, honestly, it's going to be a toss up. If I had to bet on one's Bobby Miller, but the other two are fantastic as well. Matt, I see you chomping at the bit. Get in there, brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear you with with everything about like him having more pitches in his arsenal and things like that. But the thing is, is you got to look at it where it may not be this year, and that's kind of where how I'm looking at it. Oh yeah, not true. That, in, in terms of like dynasty wise, like his long term projection could obviously be better not only with the team that he's on, but and his arsenal but just based off of what he possibly can do in his upside. But the thing is for this year, this year alone, I think the other two are going to be way more successful and have the opportunity. And hopefully he doesn't get dodgered either, which is the other thing I'm worried about being that not only are they going that six man rotation, but look what they did to Kenta Maeda and other pitches where they only let them go so many yep. innings into the, into it. And then not only is he going to have limited in, uh, impact because of the six man rotation, but if they don't let him go past four or five innings, then really, what are we getting out of Bobby Miller and walking away with him as like a, a number two pitcher can really damage you down the stretch during fantasy seasons?
0: Oh, yeah. F- fair, fair enough, fair enough. But um, we, we gotta keep things pushing here. Let's move into our next guy. Let's talk about Tanner Bibe, somebody that Matt and I both absolutely love. Uh, he a fantastic rookie season from Bybe, uh 298 ERA. Uh with uh 25 starts, 142 innings pitched, 141 strikeouts, and a 117 whip. Uh walks were a tiny bit high, something you know he needs to work on. I think uh, as a 24-year-old last year, 25-year-old this year, something Bybee can definitely figure out. Uh, another guy that's just like right there with the rest of these guys. I have Bybee at 26. If by if you talk about those first three and Bybee isn't in that conversation, you know, that the, the people you're having the conversation with, uh, you know, uh, might need a speaking to because is just as good, you know, big fastball, good slider, mixes in that changeup every once in a while, and the curveball mainly the, the fastball slider are, are his best pitches. But I, I think he's another guy that just could have a very, very strong sophomore season. Not mad if I'm getting him at my, you know, pitcher two right now. I do have ADP over the last month pulled up. He's actually a bargain compared to the last three we talked about. The last three that we talked about are all going inside the top um, 90 where Tanner Bybee's coming off the board at pick 117. So I, I honestly think if you wait and you grab a guy like Bybee that you can get as pretty much your SP three right now, I think that's a pretty solid deal.
1: No, absolutely. Um, we all know how I feel about if you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, how I how I feel about Bybee. Uh, he's in strong consideration. I think I have him pr- ranked pretty pretty bullishly as well. If I'm really looking here, yeah, I have him at at my twenty second pitcher. I kind of have all these guys kind of bunched together, but I think Bybee's upside is is really great. Uh, you know, It's funny, he wasn't my favorite coming into last season, but he's one of my favorites leaving that last season. And Bybee just has all the upside in the world. And it's funny, this next guy we're going to talk about, same team, but I actually liked a whole lot better than Bybee, and I still do in a way, but I do have Bybee ranked much higher. That's Gavin Williams. Uh, Gavin Williams is one of those guys that just has such – Elite power, like blow-you-away power, and then on top of that, his stuff is pretty damn good as well. He just didn't show up fully last year. Like, the problem was he started off really slow and then started to figure it out as the season went on because it was kind of ugly in the first, uh, like his first couple of shots at, at uh, you know, big league talent through 24 innings pitched. He had a 401 ERA and had 19 strikeouts, and, you know, he's known to be well over a K-9 guy. In the second half, he really, you know, kind of showed out. He had 57 innings pitched, he had 62 strikeouts, he had a 2.98 ERA. The whip was high, Um, you know, 1.32 ERA, which was the only real knock on him for that. And, you know, I think we're going to see more of that. He kind of reminds me of, like, young Blake Snell, trying to strike everybody out and then, you know, walking too many guys or, you know, giving up a little bit of a home run action. And, you know, I think, I feel like Gavin Williams can, you know, pretty much skyrocketing bull all the way up. I'm talking cryptocurrency at this point, but we can have a full bull market on Gavin Williams at 25, but I think this year is going to be the cheapest you're going to be able to get him. Cause I mean, I swear, it could be anywhere from Blake Snell to, you know, Shane Bieber in his prime and it, it just could be absolutely electric with Gavin Williams.
0: Yeah, Matt, we we kind of fall back in sync here with Gavin Williams. I love him. I love the upside, but I think this is where we kind of start moving. I, I don't want to say a different tier, because if you do, you know, are, are on subtext with us, you, know, you have our <laughs> tier based rankings already, and you would know that I have Bybee and Gavin Williams in, in the same tier, but Gavin Williams is kind of where I start to get to the end of that tier of pitching. And I think, the upside for next year specifically is higher for Bybee Miller and Yuri Grayson, and it's kind of reflected in their ADP so far, because once again, over the last month, I have NFBC ADP pulled up here, and Guy Williams coming off the board at 166, so that's even a big drop down from where Bybee was coming off the board. So you can kind of see that drop off there. But, you know, Gavin Williams has upside. If you can get him SP5, SP6, that's kind of where you're really going to, you know, starting getting that return on value. He threw, you know, those 81 innings last year. Guy you could see throw 160, maybe 170 potentially if he stays healthy. And I think it's like a 3-5 ERA with a lot of strikeouts and maybe like a, a 1-2 whip for Gavin Williams. Uh, that, that That's where I'm at with him.
1: Yeah. And you know what, Dom, I love your take. And, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but before we move on and we talk about all these other great names we have, we have one last sponsor for you. All right. Take it away, sir. Why don't we move on to this next uh, guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let us move on to our next guy here, and uh, I I love him. I he had he had such a a sneaky good year this year, and it's Mister Brian. Woo! Got to throw that Rick Flair on when you when you say his name. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel right, you know. Uh, But somebody who I think is going to be a sneaky a good pick this year. Uh, last year woo age 23 season 4 2 1 era 18 starts 87 innings 93 strikeouts a 1 2 0 whip uh, he he dealt with injuries last year and it, it like like i said you know it kind of the, the whole season value or whole season stats don't uh show the value that this guy could potentially have, right? Um so I want to talk about his his first few starts here. Let's let's really break this thing down here with Woo. He had a run of it was six starts. His first six starts Woo through 32 innings, 39 strikeouts, a 2.20 ERA, batters hit 177 against him. He looked fantastic. Uh then he was a little bit shaky. He went um he, he got rocked on July 18th, which was his eighth start or I mean, sorry, his seventh start Uh, got rocked again after that. And then he kind of, you know, picked up a little bit and had uh, two big blow ups towards the end of the season. But those rest of those starts looked good, which is, you know, another six, seven starts in there. So it's, it's kind of a case where four bad starts make. Uh, you know, 10 really good starts look look bad. So I, I think Brian Wu, where, you know, a guy who, you know, another guy who actually has good stuff, it's crazy all these guys coming up have to have just, you know, pretty good stuff, good fastball, good cutter there for Brian Wu. I think if he finds one more pitch that works for him, maybe that slider he could work on a little bit, uh, throw it a little bit more, get pitchers off uh, hitters off balance. I think Brian Wu is going to be sneaky good. And before I pass it to Matt, I want to just see if I could find his his ADP. actually pick 190 right now. I think that's decent value for a guy you can get as one of your last starting pitchers
1: yeah no i mean woo is definitely an interesting one i have him ranked a little bit later uh like pitcher 50 um you know
0: you might even have him higher than me yeah
1: yeah um you know i just i look at woo and it's like he's
0: exciting 57
1: okay he's exciting he's just somebody had much i'd rather rather have deeper in drafts and obviously you're not gonna have to pay that much for him which is great So ultimately, I mean, I think Dom covered him pretty great. And I actually want to talk about this last guy before I cut out earlier on you guys. Um, And that's uh, Ryan Pepio. Uh, Ryan Pepio, another guy that's uh, honestly, I like more now that he's left the Dodgers um, than I did when he was on the Dodgers. And the fact that he went over and got traded to Tampa, I think, is a massive upgrade because now we don't got to worry about a six-man rotation. We don't got to worry about him getting dodgered. I love what Tampa Bay does to their pitchers as a whole uh, they are they just do things that I genuinely just enjoy uh, they turn they turn guys like Zach Eflin who I thought was you know pretty much a dumpster <laughs> dive of pick to a top top 25 arm last year so what they could do with a guy that has talent like Pepeo is you know kind of limitless so I'm pretty excited to see what he's going to do he's more of a must draft pitcher for me than anybody else uh, i don't have his adp off the off the rip here
0: I, I do i do if it? you like it uh yeah, pick what? 203 for ryan so, pepeo yeah.
1: so i don't see as we get to draft season that he's going to be that high but like yo pick 203 like that's like your pitcher seven like like that makes me like drool at the mouth and salivate so like he's going to be a must draft because i swear this kid could seriously provide you some serious serious value in
0: drafts yeah, i i I love Ryan Pepio. I, I I can't believe he's going after Brian Wu. That that's crazy to me. I have him uh, a lot closer to to Gavin Williams. I have Ryan Pepio as my thirty sixth starting pitcher. To be honest with you, I think there's a lot of high upside. Matt, you talked about Tampa Bay and what they do with starting pitchers. I I, I don't see why they would have targeted Ryan Pepio, who was already a you know good starting pitcher last year, uh with pepio I, I i really think he's just gonna you know take things to the next level next year uh he good fastball sits around 94 on average though it mixes in a change up and a slider uh I, I once again just ryan ryan pepio you know six foot three two fifteen Heads over to a team that's great with starting pitching. I think Ryan Pevio is going to be a must draft. I don't I don't recall if Matt read you off the stats from that little uh, sample size from last year in the bigs, but I will. 214 ERA. It was three starts, eight games that came out of the bullpen, 42 innings, 38 strikeouts, and 076 whip. He really took that control to the next level. Um, he really wasn't known for his control in the minors. He walked a lot of guys. But I really think if he can keep those gains in control, and I don't you know, see why he can't, uh, especially with new eyes on him down there in Tampa, I think Ryan Pepio is in for a very, very good sophomore season. Let's keep things pushing, though. Uh, my brother, Matt, had to step out on us. He had to go pick up his daughter. So it's just me rocking with you guys through the rest of this thing. Uh, but let's talk about Hunter Brown. I, I I loved Hunter Brown. I was super high going into on Hunter Brown last year. I was kind of getting him almost in all of my leagues pretty late. The hype did start to build towards the end of draft season last year. But uh, I fell in love with Ryan Pepio, a guy who kind of got to come up, uh, you know, with Justin Verlander taking him under his wing pretty much had the same release as uh Verlander which I absolutely loved. Uh but kind of you know just didn't really perform the way we expected him to. We had a 509 ERA, 29 starts, 1 uh, 155 innings, 178 Ks and a 1.36 whip. Hunter brown's still only going to be 25. uh I, i'm i'm still in on hunter brown if we can get him at a a pretty good price He's coming off the board at pick 191 i i do like him there but I, when i see pepio at 203 and i see Savale at 211. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm taking Hunter Brown there. If he starts to fall a little bit and you can get him as like your last starting pitcher, uh, I might be buying in there. If he looks good in spring training, if he's made a change, you know, something to him that, that, uh, you know, takes him to another level, then maybe I'm buying back in. He did have a str- well, Hunter Brown. Did have a strong 2022 in the minors and A, two five, five ERA, 14 starts, 106 innings, 134 strikeouts with a 108 whip. So he did have that prospect pedigree coming up into the bigs and, you know, showed, showed it off again in, uh, you know, in 2022 in, in the bigs when he got the call 089 ERA two starts, seven, seven games all overall 20 innings, 22 strikeouts, and he had a 108 whip. So Hunter Brown is somebody that I'm not going out of my way to target, but if he falls to me and I need a starting pitcher with upside, I wouldn't mind uh, getting in on Hunter Brown. Let's keep things pushing here. Let's move on to another guy that kind of had a volatile uh, 2023, and it's Taj Bradley. Now, uh, I, I love Taj Bradley. I actually, you know, uh, Matt and I did a, you know, a first-year startup league last year, uh, you know, dynasty-style league with, you know, minor league players and everything. And I, I took Taj Bradley. And I I was loving every second of it. He looked pretty good when he got the call initially, but then he started to falter and, you know, got sent down when they really didn't have to send him down. They kind of just did it, uh, you know, because he was young. He was actually, you know, off to a pretty, you know, good start. And you know he got called back up, and really was never the same. Overall, it was a five-five-nine ERA for Taj Bradley. Twenty-one starts, hundred and four innings, hundred and twenty-nine strikeouts, and a one-three-eight WHIP. Now Taj Bradley is a guy who really has good stuff, and I think if he could just hone it and pull everything together, almost, a, almost a, in the sense of like a Hunter Green type guy, if they got everything together, you know, c- could potentially be top ten type starting pitchers. Um, but but we'll we'll see where things go with Taj Bradley. I'm um pulling up his ADP here. Uh I'm not sure where he's going off the board. He's actually going off the board at pick 264. Now that's super reasonable for a guy that that has big upside 6'2, 190. All of these guys we talked about today so far, absolute giants. But you know, uh Taj Bradley averages you know about 96 on that fastball, has a you know a pretty good cutter, mixes in a curve and a change up. He just really just needs to get everything under control, do a little bit of fine tuning, you know, set that fastball up, and 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 he'd be an elite starting pitcher. So you know, at the end of drafts, somebody that does, you know, once again have high upside. Not necessarily targeting him, but I, I do think Taj Bradley could, you know, take a step in the right direction going into his age twenty three season. Uh, let's move on to our last guy of the day, and it's Brandon Fott. Now, Brandon Fott actually did the opposite of a Taj Bradley kind of came up with stinking a bit, but then in the playoffs, guy just kind of figured things out, and he got that exposure on, you know, the, the big stage. So a name that might be moving up in some of your drafts. Once again, scrolling through ADP here to, to find where Brandon Fott's been coming off the board the last month. I'm assuming, uh, okay, 214, right around the Savales and the Pepios, and uh, we got, you know, Brian Bayo over here, Lucas Giolito, uh, shout out to my buddy Jonathan uh, we, we go back and forth about Lucas Giolito. We, we, we got, I, I got to Give you guys one of my classic uh, Lucas Giolito Rants at some point, but it's Not going to be today as I'm talking about Brandon Fodden. Once again, another giant 6'4", 220. Uh, I think He has upside probably some, probably The last name, obviously this reason Last name on this list, but if everybody Else has gone on this list and, and you Want somebody that could potentially you know, on, Be on a good team, get you some wins Strikeouts, not sure about much else uh i think you could target um brandon fott but guys that's all for today please be sure to like subscribe comment rate and review but guys until next time see ya